Hey, I'm Nick Von Brack, and this is the Record Podcast. Back with another interview episode. Wow, two in a row. Looks like we're uh, we're chugging along here again. But before I get into this week's guest, I've got a little more information on uh, the fun event that I was hinting and kind of tiptoeing around last week. Uh, so it is official. The very first live record podcast is booked and locked in and ready to go, and you are all invited. It is Saturday, November 19th at Epic Deli in McHenry, Illinois. For those of you not familiar, it is in the northwest northwest suburbs of Chicago, and it's an excellent uh, little deli. It does all kinds of crazy sandwiches. Actually, if you go back into the past episodes of the podcast, find an interview with Tyler Wildey. He is the owner of Epic Deli, and uh, he, he and I have collaborated on sandwich before and he's a good dude and the place is awesome so aside from just this event you should go out and eat all of the food there but uh for this event specifically you should come and eat some delicious food and hang out and check out a podcast so uh on ne- next week's episode i'm going to dive even deeper into this i'm just going to kind of touch on some cool things with this uh this event that i'm very excited about so again november 19th saturday at epic deli in McHenry, illinois uh, the address is 2616 Shade Court, I believe, S-C-H-A-I-D, Court, zip code 60050, and uh, it's going to be at 7 p.m., $0, that's right, $0, we're uh, charging no dollars at the door, and uh, at the event, we're going to do some really cool stuff to raise money for the Oasis uh, Teen Center, so um, it's definitely worth checking out, definitely worth coming to, and uh the guests for the evening will be the esteemed band Dr. Manhattan. And yes, that is the band that I am a member of. But I think how we're going to do it is just have the three other dudes on stage next to me chilling. So you'll get the whole band up there. And we'll just have a good chat about uh, some tour stories and all kinds of good little random ditties along the way. And um, we're going to chat for a little while. We're even going to do some uh, Q&A. So come with questions if you have them. If not, we'll just skip right past that. But uh, we're also going to do silent auction and to have all kinds of cool prizes from local sponsors at the event to raise money for the Oasis. So if you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the event, uh, reach out to me, get in touch. You can hit me up on any of the Record Podcast uh, social media sites, uh, facebook.com slash the Record Podcast, Twitter at the Record Podcast without the A, Instagram the Record Podcast, or you can just email me at the the Record Podcast at gmail.com. Looking for more sponsors for this event. Trying to raise all the money we can for uh, for this awesome teen venue and teen center, um, and that which is located in Gray's Lake. Um, so yeah, you can find uh, more info on the event. Uh, I'm going to be keeping it updated at therecordpodcast.com, uh, and also if you look on Facebook, there's an event titled "The Record Podcast Live at Epic Deli," and uh, you uh, you can get all the info there too. But uh, like I said, next week I'm going to dive into this even more, chat about sponsors, get into some cool stuff that's happening uh, at the event. But uh, November 19th, Saturday, November 19th, come hang out. Uh, it's free. Just uh, just come and hang out and, and uh, have yourself a good time in, in honor of a, of a good little fundraiser, which is, uh, you know, makes, makes, you, makes your heart warm. Plus, it's at Epic Deli, so you can eat some great food, too. So stay tuned for that next week. And something I haven't talked about in a while is the PayPal link. So there is a PayPal link for uh, supporting the podcast. It is paypal.me slash Nick Vombrack. And uh, you can just chuck a few bucks that way. I'm going to use it to uh, update gear, to uh, pay for expenses with the website, and uh, to 
be able to buy a fat Rolls Royce with uh, all of the money you're donating, which is thousands and thousands of dollars. And by that, I mean a few people have been kind enough to donate money. So thank you for doing that. Um, but yeah, so let's get into this week's guest. He is PJ Heckinger, who is a, a longtime friend of mine. He's a member of the bands The Moment and Head Honcho. Uh, the Moment was one of the first bands that Dr. Manhattan toured with, and it was a fun, interesting tour. We get into some good stuff about that. So we talked about that, his music history, uh, living in the Northwest versus the Midwest, uh, you know, touring, playing shows together, uh, lineup changes in a band, dealing with that, shady characters in the music industry, and more. Uh, so this one may be one that uh, you guys might not be as familiar with. He's a he's a good dude. It's a lot of good, a lot of good stories, especially with me. And uh, he's my uncle PJ. So uh, come come hang out with me and Uncle PJ. It has been a minute. It has yeah. been the hottest of minutes. How are you? Oh, doing well. Yeah, yeah. just uh, enjoying life, living out uh, here, Pacific Northwest. So. Yeah, when did that all happen? Uh, it's just about five and a half years ago now. So Okay. Yeah. And so when? I had a chance to move out for work. and uh, Okay. Well, not for, like, I wasn't doing something there and I transferred out here. I just was offered a job working for my uncle out here for his company, okay. working on boats. So Sweet. Did that, and then uh, last year I left his company and uh, started working for a union outfit. And, uh, okay. Yeah. I love it. Nice, so, man. I mean, for what a job can be, I love it. So. Good. That's good to hear. Yeah. And how, yeah. Do you, how do you like living out there? I mean, it's got to be the best. Yeah, it's pretty great. I do miss uh I miss shoveling snow for some reason. No you don't. So, <laughs> no, just you know like it, just the the quiet. Yeah. Uh, you know and like just how it, like how you know the sound of the, like uh your feet walking on fresh snow and stuff like that. <laughs> You're going to give me all sentimental about what's about to happen and ruin my life in the next couple months. <laughs> Oh, you're, are you doing, are you moving? No, no, just the fact that we're going to get pummeled with snow. And then, oh, so then oh. I'm going to be out here shoveling and bitching yeah. about it. And then I'll think of you saying, oh, the sound of the foot tracks on the snow. And I'll be like, all right, this isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not. I mean, it's just when it's the, the thing that I don't miss is when your jeans got cold sure. and then you like went and sat down. It's like, oh, geez, you know, like. <laughs> There's that little little air insulation in between, like you still trapped a little bit of heat yeah. on the inside. So yeah, but you'll yeah. get some you'll get some snow out there, right? Not where I am. Uh, like Seattle does not really get snow. Like around Seattle okay. does. So uh, and then like I live on this uh, on a hill. Like have you ever oh. you've been out here, right? Yeah, yeah. And I actually have family in Auburn, Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working right by Auburn right nice. now. But yeah, uh, like Seattle doesn't get too much snow, but there are some hills out here, and I live on top of a hill. So okay. uh, sometimes it hasn't happened since I moved up here, but uh, 
like the top of the hill will get like two inches of snow and then you go down the street two blocks and you'll go down the hill two blocks and it'll be no snow. No. Like it just, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's just you're at that d- different elevation. So. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm jealous, so, man. I, I, anytime I've been to Seattle, it's not been too many times, but I've loved it every time. Love it out there. Yeah. Well, didn't you guys play? Out yeah. Here a couple of times? Yeah, we, um, we, I'm trying to remember in the band where we would have played. I know my, the side project I did, Princess Dinosaur, we, we've only played one show and it was in Seattle because oh, Nick, Nick is from there. So Jen, my wife, and I flew out there and hung out for a couple of days, saw family, hung out with him, and we played that show. And I forget where it was that. Oh, it was at, um, El Corazon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was in, I got the poster over here. It's in, September tenth, two thousand ten. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. Um, Forgive Durden was uh, playing there. Uh, they played through the album Wonderland, and we opened, and it was it's the only show we've ever played. <laughs> but it was wow. it was sweet. Um, I'm trying to remember if Doctor Manhattan, where we would have played out there. I'm not sure, but we recorded Jam Dreams in Seattle with Casey Bates, so we've I've trucked through there a few times. I just I can't. I'm drawing a blank on. On Dr. Manhattan playing there where we would have played. Yeah, I remember. Well, when the moment was we were going to try to make our way out here yeah. uh, from Rockford, and it just didn't happen. But I remember talking to you about places, and you just, I remember you just warning me, like, get chains for your time. Oh, so that was right after recording then. That was right after Jam <laughs> Dreams. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. that's, that's, when, that's when we went out there. And then, so we drove, we drove from Illinois and. Up until, I think up until Washington, we didn't have to use snow snow chains or there snow tracks or tire chains or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to my cousin or my aunt, and they were like, "You need to stop and get it because it's bad out here. Like the highways are super bad." So we did, and then it was like every we'd put them on, and then like five minutes later, it'd be fine. So we'd be, you know, we want to take them off so we can go faster, and then five minutes later after that, it'd be bad again. So it was like this whole back and forth and one of the times we pulled over just behind us an accident happened a car it was like a i don't know why i'll I'll never forget it was a carpet like a carpet business van like carpet delivery or something and yeah it was you know two lanes going this way and then a median and then two lanes going the opposite way and this van was like flying like we were sitting on the side of the road changing the the, t- uh, the the snow chains and I was just looking ahead I was like this van's going way faster than any other car on that side and and it just I don't know if it like they weren't paying attention or they just slammed on the brakes but the, he came across the median and then where we were parked pro- I mean within I mean I don't know I mean within like 100 feet maybe 50 feet it came behind the van and trailer and like cut across and like hit some car and they went off the side of the road and like into this fence like these two wow. these two young girls were like got hit, so we like ran over there and like were trying to help, like gave them a blanket or something. But we were just like, holy shit! Like if we would have stopped thirty seconds before this, we would like everything would have been demolished. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we must I must have talked to you right after that and was like, that's why I was probably like, yeah, get snow get t- uh, snow chains. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that that's when like because uh, at the time like. Uh, it was only Elliot and I in the band at yeah. the time, drummer and I, because uh, the two guitarists had like quit. Right, and uh, like yeah, so we were traveling in my Pontiac vibe with a trailer on the back of it. <laughs> it's just like yeah, we. I mean, we were doing okay with yeah. it. 
like if we had to sleep in there, it got kind of sure a little uncomfortable. But you know, nothing about touring is comfortable. That's true. That's kind of the whole thing. We had a few a few van sleeps where like somebody could lay on the floor, somebody could lay on the back bench, and then two people would have to sleep, or one at least one person have to sleep in the front seat just reclined. And you never got like good sleep that way, but you still like you just. Your body you just got so tired you just pass out. But yeah, the, like you can never find the sweet spot. No. <laughs> yeah, like we had, we eventually got a van because a drunk driver hit our trailer. Oh shit! And, uh, so and just demolished the trailer, but it was, um, uh, it was empty. So okay. luckily it was empty. Yeah. So we got that, and then the money that we got for the from the insurance for the trailer, uh, we got like enough to we got like. Nine hundred dollars, and yeah. we bought a van for eight hundred and fifty. Nice. So, and then the van, we had that, and it was an it was an old plumbing van. And <laughs> so, like the other band that had it before us, like bolted some seats down, and Elliot, the drummer again, uh, built like these benches that went in between. Because I was like, oh sweet, we can each have a bed. Yeah. He built it so you know your pillow's that thick, so right. he built it and. I saw it and it was like did this and then the center did that. I said what's what's that? And he said, "Well, so you can put your pillow there." It's like, "Oh my god, my pillow goes with my head." <laughs> but he's just one of those guys like I you know, I owe so much to Elliot, you yeah. know, he's with me through thick and thin and you know, it's just like, "Oh god, oh, you know, like you're wonderful. I can't get mad at you, but I really hate you right now." <laughs> That's that brotherly love, man. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just, you know, like, I will do anything for you, but yeah. really would love to strangle you right <laughs> now. So. so what, I was trying to think, so I, I mean, we just were talking like five minutes before this and just happened yeah. to get this going, but I was trying to think in the last five minutes of like our first interaction or how we even, for, I, I don't even know if I remember it. Do you remember like the first kind of either us playing together or like how far back? I definitely have a memory of us doing that show where, where us and you guys shared the stage and went back and forth on songs, which I think is still one of the funnest, coolest ways yeah, to do a that, show. <laughs> that was at Keith, yeah. uh, Keith Country Day School. Uh, and um, that, that show was great. I, <laughs> like, people were like so into it and stuff like that. And I remember, and I mean, but you guys just always brought the party. I mean, with Matt, like doing his, <laughs> like, he's got this like a uh, wild and crazy guy dance like that he does with his legs kicking out and, like just you guys are always so excitable and stuff like that and i mean it was great and but when i first remembered meeting you guys uh because the felix culpa kind of brought you into yeah. our world mm-hmm. uh and we were playing at chubby rain yeah in grove and you guys just jumped up and played like one song. I yeah. think it was a Halloween show that we did. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely remember might that have show. Been that. And uh, then, but I remember meeting you because that was a really busy show. Yeah, yeah, there was uh, a lot of people there. Yeah, and uh, then, but I remember meeting you. I think her name was Kristen or something. Had a party above. Uh, oh, Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Yeah. 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 She had a party at her place above, like the tattoo shop. Yeah, yeah. That was down on Charles Street, or and uh, so she had that. And then I remembered, and because I I remember the first thing that I said to you, I was wow, just, this like, is good. <laughs> like, 
why, you know, like, why do you wear, because you always, oh, wear, yeah, ear, wear ear for hearing protection, but not just like the little squishy right. hearing protection. You wore like you were shooting a shotgun <laughs> hearing protection. Yeah, they were the Vic Firth ones that you, at first, I think they were the, I don't know if I always had the ones where you could plug in and listen to music, but I, yeah, for a while, for like the first couple of years of the band, I'd always wear them. Yeah, and it was just one of those, I mean, because, you know, each of you guys kind of had a thing about, <laughs> it, it was unintentional, right, I know, yeah. but, you know, like, uh, Andrew, I mean, he di- he didn't do anything out of the ordinary, like, he had his sideways playing, yeah. <laughs> you know, but he had the floor tom, yep. which always was just like, well, that is great, because... <laughs> You know, because keyboard players, like, they're not always busy. Right, right. And so it's just like, wow, he's just keeping it going. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. You guys were really like, you know, you never shied away from the floor time either. Right. But then, you know, Matt had, like, his whole kind of, you know, his, like, sexy dance that he did. (laughs) And, like, his white shoes that he would wear all the time. (laughs) So, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, and then it was... Just uh oh, Adam is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam had the wild and crazy guy dance, and then you had your headphones. Yeah, but I mean, it was always, it was just like a character from each one was a little bit of a character. So because and that was another thing, nobody could tell. You guys were just at the right age where you hadn't aged at all. Like <laughs> you know, yeah, you just still had like you know. A, a little bit younger. Yeah, you know, we're you all little babies. Facial hair in, and you don't get yeah, like uh, you know, the jaded uh, <laughs> marks that people get from being like you know from fighting from for that, life. <laughs> that wonderful slot. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, and then after that, then it was just like we were just on shows together, and yeah. then you guys were like gracious enough to let us play the Metro with you. And that was always just like, you know, a huge dream for all of us. It was just like, wow, we, you know, like that's where you two played their first American show. Wow. I see. I didn't know that. I mean, that's where the Foo Fighters played a show dressed as cheap trick. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, that's, that's where I saw so many bands for the first time. I mean, you know, like just like, legendary chicago bands to right. just you know that i saw corn there oh nice <laughs> yeah it, it was actually the show was lords of brooklyn which was like an eight-man rap group okay uh, and they all wore like uh they all dressed like you know how rocky dresses <laughs> like with uh, like that kind of cabbie hat yep yeah and uh he's got that like it's a like a half trench coat, leather coat sure. type of thing. I'm painting a terrible picture. No, no, right? I'm but, in. I'm in it. But this, this, that's how they dressed. And they were just all about like spraying their beer all over the place. And uh, then Sugar Ray opened. 
like wow. was they were main support for Corn, and this is when Sugar Ray was a hardcore band. Wow! So, See, I didn't Mark know any Graff of this. Was just like drunk and falling all over himself, and yeah, it was pretty bad. But uh, they still played pretty good. The band did really well. But then Corn uh, came out, and this was before they kind of broke. So there was maybe like two hundred people there. Okay. So, which isn't that much for? I mean, I don't know how much you guys drew at that Metro show that we oh, played shit, with I don't you. Even remember. But it was busy, so. <laughs> but. I'm trying. Do you remember any? Because we played Metro, I think two or three times. Do you remember who else was on that bill? Because I'm trying to remember which. Uh, if you remembered any of the other bands, I can remember which like one that was. Oh, uh, the Felix Cope. Uh, okay, so I think that was the first one. Inspector Al and yep. uh, I think what it, was it? My Life in Cinema. My oh, this is Cinema. Yeah. This so, is cinema. so that was the first one. That was the first time because we we. The, that was at a time. I don't know if the Metro does it anymore, but that was at a time where like yeah, would, Sundays were local. Yeah, Sundays they they'd let you they yeah they let a local band play, and we for our I don't remember if it was for any real reason a CD release or anything, but it was just like we were talking to people, somebody at the Metro, and, and I asked I think just like offhandedly was like, hey, would it be cool if we like picked the lineup? And they're like, sure, man, whatever. And so ev- every time we played. That's we picked like all right. What's our dream lineup? Who are our favorite bands right now? And we just oh, right. stacked the lineup so that that one was like perfectly all the bands that we were playing with a lot that we loved, and that it was like all right. Well, like like a lot of our career it was like what would be what would we love? And so yeah. like, I would love to come to this concert. So of course I want to play this concert. The only thing that felt a little weird, and I don't, and I'm gonna have Tristan or Marky maybe both. I'm gonna try to have all those guys on at some point, but. I am a little curious. I kind of got the feeling like Culpa is like, we should be headlining the show. And in all fairness, they probably should have maybe because I think they were still bigger than us or like drew just as much as us or whatever. But I think initially there were talks of them headlining and then it's, I don't know if it switched or what the decision was, but I just kind of got the vibe of like, and not, it probably might, it might be just projecting, <laughs> but I just remember feeling like, Shit, are they kind of mad, or is this like a weird thing? Or are they still? Cool I remember. No, I I remember hearing something like that too. Yeah, like and yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was some something like that. Because yeah. yeah, but no way. Because <laughs> I mean, it, just what you guys did that night, like just the energy that you guys brought that night was just like I I just remember watching from the crowd. And just like there, there was a girl on stage that was just going nuts, and like just the whole crowd was like mm-hmm. so into it. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, and that was, I mean, that's when you guys were getting like, yeah, that was when it was happening, a lot of label interest and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I remember there was something uh, with like Interscope too. No, and, that that night we went out with uh, the guy from Immortal Records, the label head, Immortal. who was like scary kids, scaring kids. I think it was. I don't I don't remember when we went out, but at some point that night, I think after we played or something, we went out to um Oh shit, what's that vegetarian or vegan place nearby? Um oh, is it like Wayward or something like that? I don't remember. But it's a real and I'm gonna figure it out like at some point that's not right now. But it they they do like super good like I remember having like a peanut butter chocolate milkshake or something and like we were having like pancakes and all kinds of shit. But that was like one of those ex- it was like one of the best times right then because it was like 
we had this great show, all these bands we love, like we are like super just high on adrenaline and now we're talking to this guy from a label and so it was like one of those nights where you're just like, holy shit, it's happening. And, yeah. Um, but the, I, I seriously still think that one of the best parts of being in that band was those Metro shows, being able to be like, all right, we're going to pick this lineup and it's going to be our absolute, like the best time. I don't care if anyone's even here. Like it'll be us yeah. four and we'll just fucking love it. And you guys were awesome. I remember, I remember every band like brought it that night, like sounded, yeah. sounded great in that venue, which I still think is like the best sound. Um, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It was, it was it, really like awesome. Yeah. The, that was it, the funniest thing was cause that was the start of the tour that like the tour that we did yeah. together. Yeah. And it was cause I just was with you guys because, uh, that show we had a replacement drummer because our drummer, uh, his girlfriend at the time, his wife now went to, a um, went to school in France, like oh, wow. to study abroad. So he went to go visit her. It had been months. Uh, and he and I were still trying to like hit it hard and stuff like yeah. that. And, uh, she, uh, uh, he went there. And so like, we had a friend of mine, Chris Johnson, like fill in. Did he drum uh, for another band? He drummed for amazing Transparent. Yes. Yes. So, so I, I have a distinct memory of being at that show because Two bands before Doctor Manhattan, my very first pop punk band with my you know my best friends, we when when ATM would come and play, they were like a huge deal playing at our little village hall, and yeah. I remember when you guys were playing, I was like, that's the fucking guy from ATM, isn't it? <laughs> like he looks exactly <laughs> like because he's like an he's like he's an interesting looking guy. I was like, that's got to be him. It looks yeah, just he's like very him. unique looking. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's, I, it was just so funny for me. So he's. Oh nice. He's doing, yeah, he's doing pretty well. He doesn't play drums anymore. I think that was actually one of the last shows that he played on oh, drums. Really? I mean, he didn't have like some blowout like I'm never playing drums yeah. again, but he, you know, apartment living and, you know, sure. there's a limited uh pool to pick from in That's Rockford, true. so and yeah, but he's doing well. He's good. Does his thing, practices Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and uh, Shit, you know, okay. just like everybody else nowadays. So. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm always afraid to talk shit to anybody anymore. Cause <laughs> like, you know, everyone's CrossFit and shit, just ready to yeah, throw everyone a tire does cross- at you. They can like break your arm without even thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, I'll just say that one of my, I, I just remember a big thing for us, like playing with you guys and watching you, you guys play. It was a great. It was one of the you were one of the bands that like interweaved not just playing but like having electronic stuff and having like backing tracks and it worked so well. Like there were bands that we'd see and play and do it, but you guys always did it in a different way. And I always we always enjoyed watching and playing with you guys because it was like how do how could, how would we do that? Like it it seemed like out of our grasp. It was like oh that's how that's how we do that. Like you guys are doing it the way we'd want to do that. So you yeah. guys are always fun to watch and play with. And I, I don't remember. I remember Chubby Rain. I remember playing those shows. I remember playing that show. I don't remember the first time, if that was the first time we saw you guys, but I just remember after that, it was like, yeah, like we should tour with those with those guys. And then we, I don't even remember how, do you remember how long our tour was? Was it a couple weeks or something? We did uh, like 10 days. 10 days, I okay. We did. Yeah. And I mean, that, it was varying attendances, but yeah. <laughs> like it, Much like our career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I remember it, like it, it was... 
because we went from playing the Metro to, you know. <laughs> Which is so hard to start off a tour that way. We started off, I think, two tours that way. What was the, oh, shit, what was the other one? We started off, oh, the Kiss Kiss tour. So maybe that, so the, shit, I'm trying to think. So that was probably, Kiss Kiss was probably the second time we played the Metro. And that was another thing of, um, we'll start at the Metro and it was like, packed and crazy and fun and then the next show is like three people and it's like oh we're back to earth now <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's exactly what happened that yeah and it, we played like madison uh the next night we, yeah and it was just like oh i do remember that it had like a tiny stage really bright lights pole. yeah <laughs> yeah i remember the I, there's a picture played. that someone took that's in my mind of like us setting up or you're setting up and like, or you, you were playing. I think someone moved the camera and you looked like it was like, it took a bunch of you or it like, sh- like kind of spread you across the picture and you looked like God or something. It was like some red <laughs> picture of you just looking like a God on stage. I remember oh, that, that's in my memory. I don't know. I, I've never <laughs> seen that picture. So I don't know if I'd want to. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean that, that tour, it was, it was cool and it was, it was, because I didn't know you guys really. I mean, yeah. we knew each other cordially, but right. like never like, you know, spent too much time with right. each other. And I, I remember one, you were like, because uh, I fell asleep in the back one time, and you're like, yeah, you know, like pretty much looked at your ass crack. <laughs> you know, like my pants were like coming down. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, it was a nice three hour drive of looking at your ass crack in the rearview mirror. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, you know, like. Yeah, because we rode together. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just it was just just you. It was you and an amp and an iPod, right? You and an amp, guitar and an iPod. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, normally, uh, I mean, when I first joined the band, the band was around for two years before I joined it. Okay. Uh, And I mean, they uh, they wrote like the programming was what the song was first. Okay. So they used MC three hundred threes. Uh, first, like a Roland, like you have to like, it's all these buttons, okay. not user friendly at all. Yeah, they, they would use that, uh, and then they would write their guitar parts and drum parts and things. Oh. You know, you know. I mean, obviously, like programming is one, two, three, four, right, two, right. Three, you know, so I mean, the drums pretty much you can get creative. Elliot is very inventive, but yeah, uh, you know, like they would write it with the programming and then write the song around the programming. Wow. So, and then, uh, once I got into the band, they, uh, figured how they could dump everything into like uh, reason, which is like, yeah, I remember reason. So that's Elliot got really into using reason and Elliot's always been into programming. Uh, so they did that and then they would just dump it into iTunes afterwards just for ease of, yeah. you know, so you could just press the space bar and then press the space bar again, right. stop and go. But yeah, I mean, those guys were always just very uh, technically savvy, yeah. you know, with that stuff. I just, you know, like, all right, let me just run around and I just want to do this. And, you know, so, so yeah, for me, it was just like, okay, just give me this, you know, give me the songs. And uh, yeah, actually, Jeffro, the engineer. Yeah. yeah. Um, he uh, was nice enough to give me the recordings with the drum tracks added to them from nice. our record. So 
I actually, so it was actually just me playing the guitar and singing. And I mean, but I, you know, I just wanted to play. I yeah. wanted, that's what I wanted to do for a job. Yeah. So. That was, the, it's like the Andrew WK way where he goes up and just goes yeah, on stage exactly. by himself or with a piano only and just fucking does it. Yeah. Yeah. He married Scott Heisel. Well, that's right, yeah. Scott Heisel and his right. wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At first, that sense, I was like, okay, I'm in. Oh, wait, yeah, I know what you mean. Yep, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he he married him. So, yeah, I heard Scott's episode on. on yeah. Yeah, that was a really fun episode. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. I, I didn't, I knew Scott was in the Weezer. Yeah. I didn't know he was in that in the Weezer. Yeah, I, yeah. He and I have always been, you know, pretty friendly with each other, but we've lost touch over the years yeah uh, but yeah like i knew he was in the weezer but i didn't know he was that <laughs> he's diehard man and yeah I got, i'm gonna have him on again at some point and just really get into it even more like because I, I i love weezer too but yeah he puts me to shame with his yeah. knowledge and all well, how stuff he, he just rattled off like well i can tell you my favorite weezer albums first and just go right just okay yeah professional weezer fan he is yeah yeah there's no turning around from that. So, but. Well, and it's funny that I'm talking to you today because at, right before we were about to start, I um, I was thinking about our tour and I remembered somebody else was on our tour, uh, someone named Nabil. Yeah. Nabil Shade. <laughs> and uh, at the time, it was filled with fun memories and then now recently have uh, been having some bad memories related to him and... We've been, uh, I actually, on the last episode, did a little kind of rant on him because I was just like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> people, like, it's it's so funny, especially in situations. So, for for reference, for to know what I'm even talking about, if you didn't hear that, it basically, this is a guy, and I forgot, up until three minutes ago, I forgot he was on that tour with us. I, I remember he came on a little, like, weekend jaunt with us and the Butcher the Vet, but I totally forgot he went on our tour together yeah (laughs) and so i think he did merch for us and was just kind of like helping tour manager whatever for for the moment and us and 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 if i if i were to even think about i can't think of an instance that he did this on the tour i don't know that he pocketed money he might have but he's just that's what his legacy is now is like any of the bands he's gone out with lots of them he's fucked over like pocketed money like lied about shit like bailed on them like Felix Culpa famously has like a hundred stories with him. And so now, yeah. now Tristan posted something recently and I shared it and I was just, and I saw all these people just jumping in and be like, yeah, fucking fucking. And I was just like, how did all, all these people like individually just got screwed over by him and just never like, why do we not do this before? Like he's out there doing this to other bands. We could have saved some, you know, some agony over this shit. Yeah. It's, I, I, I always heard stories and, uh, I heard something that uh, it happened with the color morale when they used to be the killer apathy. Sure. Um, and I had heard something, you know, that he had stolen some money or there was some merch money missing. Uh, and but and I heard that before we went on that tour. Yeah. Um, like uh, I went on the tour with Doctor Manhattan and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember that, and I just remembered saying to Nate, the guitar player of yeah. the moment, just like, yeah, Nabil's coming, and, you know, like, just, a, a, I don't know how I feel about that, but, yeah. you know, you guys were buddies with him, and I I was fine with him, yeah. uh, but, 
I just remember saying, like, I'm going to keep an eye on him. Yeah. So maybe that was it, because I remember when we were playing at Harry Mary's in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, okay. We stayed at that guy's house who was, like, a youth leader and had that yeah. book about, like, converting uh, homosexuals. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, and he had he had like a Lexus or a BMW. And yeah, you guys went to get milk and like just took it for a ride or like some collection of that it tour. It was uh, Matt and uh, uh, Matt and Andrew. Okay, I think did it. Maybe Nabil too, though. Maybe yeah. So, but he, uh, but yeah, I remember like he was like in the back room, like the green room that we had, and uh, we were getting ready to leave. And I walked out and I saw him like sifting through things yeah. that weren't ours. Uh, they weren't your bands. They weren't our bands. Yeah. You know, and I just was like, hey, what are you doing? And he's, I want to take something. And was just very blunt about it. And I said, come on. You know, so yeah. we left because we had to meet uh, the guy yeah. to go crash on his couch. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, just a very odd thing. I don't think anything happened yeah uh i mean i know that we didn't sell any merch so he couldn't <laughs> steal any money from us I, you know we might have sold a cd or two right. but mostly you know when there's one guy running it like i just right. kept it all in my pockets yeah. but you know i it was also one of those things i don't know if you guys ever did but we never kept like ledgers of like yeah hey well we spent this much on gas we did right. this that you know we didn't start doing that until we turned into a two piece right and yeah so you know it's just a whatever it, it's just a bummer because like already it's like already bands at that level have so much working against them it's like now you're going to come in and like take what little they have it's like going up to someone on living on the street and being like oh you like those cans i'm taking those like come on <laughs> god this is all we have yeah. the, what's in this van this is everything we have and you're gonna try to fuck with that like i, I yeah. and i'm not saying i condone it i guess i understand it more when bands are bigger because there's more to take from them like i can understand shystier shit going on and you just yeah like they're not gonna miss that right something so yeah. I just assume like bands at that level and because the music community is like we're all in this together seemingly it's like why would anyone do that to each other uh, and it, it it just blows my mind that and I remember at the time too and Tuan another dude like he was kind of I've heard and I heard recently he's not that way anymore so I I don't want to necessarily throw him under the bus but those two were thick as thieves and just bad stories surrounded those two like with yeah. they'd print merch and fuck over people on like not getting to them on time or money or whatever they or if it was just Nabil would yeah would do merch for bands and money would go missing and it was just like yeah. I remember hanging out with the Culpa or friends like after shows and everyone ta having a story about him and, and just being like why do we all have a story about him and yet like why do people continue to be friends with him and people would always just be like, eh, just, I don't know. Like, everyone's just too lethargic to, like, do anything. It's like, I don't know. Like, he'll snap out of it. I don't, he's like, he's funny. It's just like, holy shit. Like, people will put up with a lot of bullshit just yeah. for no good reason, really. Well, I mean, uh, a friend of mine once said, he said, you know, in the Midwest, uh, humor <laughs> is like currency. Like, <laughs> it's you know, true, man. If you're funny, because there, there are a lot of things that can get you down, though. Yeah. Oh, aforementioned snow and yeah. cold weather and you know like that just warms you up when you you know if somebody That's can true. warm your heart 
and you know be there at the right times i mean it's you know like a you know an abusive relationship that's, it's like that's true well man. you know like we had some we good had times two really good weeks and <laughs> yeah. then we one like tragically bad week where we can feel the hate radiating off of our backs at night while we sleep and you know just like ah you know like just one of those things but it's yeah I mean I don't know I mean how many people have you given way too many chances to it's that's true it's just for me he never did anything to me but I've heard enough to know that to stay away yeah uh and to be fair, I don't know that he re- really. He when I after I left the band, I know when Jam Dreams came out, they did shirts with Nabil and Tawan, and there was a lot of shittiness with that. With like, did they didn't come in time when they came? They looked like shit. It was like there's a lot of issues there. But when I was in the band, I don't have any specific instances of something happening. So who knows? But it's just just a bummer to think like, yeah, like I said, you you just have so little as it is. Like then you got somebody coming in and fucking with that. It's just. Uh, yeah, it, it's a bummer that those people that there are people like that in the world that exist. But let's not give any more time to that. Let's yeah. let's let's go yeah. to he's this, out in L.A. anyways yeah. with all the other people that live in L.A. So <laughs> let's I don't I don't think I know like the origin story of the moment. So you said you came in two years into it. Like what I guess what was your kind of story into playing music and then getting into the moment? My story of playing music. I mean, I had been in you know bands in high school, things like that. Uh, you know, got to do all sorts of neat little local shows and, you know, just wanted to keep doing stuff. And I always wanted to play shows and I didn't know, you know, how to do that or anything like that. So I just started like, I, you know, booking shows myself or like setting up shows, doing things like, Hey, I know these guys are in a band and that's in a band and blah, blah, blah. So like, let's get that going. So I kind of got myself a little reputation like that of, well, I can set things up and I'm in a band too. So, you know, obviously I would set myself up with shows sure. and stuff like that. That's how you do um, it, man. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you don't, you just go for it. Yeah. So, uh, so the guys in the moment are from a town that's a little bit north of where I used to live in Rockford. Okay. They're from, uh, Rockton Roscoe area. Yeah, I remember. So Rockton. they, yeah. So they, uh, Elliot, the drummer of the moment, uh, had uh, his uncle had a bait shop that was on the river. So it was like a shed yeah. that was cleared out, and it used to be you could pull up there with the boat and get some bait, and then go back to fishing. Yeah. So they cleared it out. So then he started having shows there, and I mean, <laughs> he had like some big bands i can't you know of course i'm drawing a blank right now i mean some bands that we would know about today yeah so uh did it have a name the The bait shop the bait shop nice (laughs) yeah so it was yeah that's what it was called originally it was just called the bait shop because it's the bait shop on the river so and then they just called it the bait shop and then uh he had shows for ever like that uh and that's where i met him and then uh there was i don't know if you remember that band god's reflex they were kind of big in the suburbs in chicago okay uh, but they were a roscoe rockton band um they're on johan's face records okay yeah uh, yeah which is like alkaline trio's like first record label right so uh and the smoking popes were on there things like that so the singer of 
God's reflex was in the moment. Uh, he played bass and sang. Uh, and then Nate Kirschman uh, was uh, the guitar player. And then Elliot played drums. And Nate started doing some programming as well as Zach and Elliot. They were all into kind of like those uh, making beats and things like that. And they yeah. just decided, you know, it was basically... Elliot calls it a drunken agreement between friends. <laughs> just hey, let's you know, let's just see how this goes. Yeah. So they started doing that, and uh, they released uh, an EP, uh, five song EP, on Arms Reach Records, which is a friend of theirs, record label, uh, Mike Gibson, and uh, he released it, and they played some shows and did some stuff, and I wasn't in a band at the time. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I like, I met all those guys while I was playing in a three piece pop punk band called Carly's Day Out. I remember and, hearing uh, about that band. Yeah, and I mean, we we played hundreds of shows, and like you know, just that band. It was getting to a point where either we were going to do it all the way, or yeah. you know, try to play a ton of shows and like tour and things like that, or uh, I was going to try to settle down and buy a house and sure. uh, you know work this job and. I chose working the job, and you know, in hindsight, you know, it's always twenty twenty. I should have sure. probably stayed in the band because the two other guys that were in the band just graduated high school. We probably could have made a good run for it, but yeah. it just didn't work out. So, uh, a few years later, I met up with Nate, who was uh, one of the guys in the moment, and uh, said, "Hey, if you ever need a second guitar player, you know, I'd totally be into trying." to see if I could do it. Yeah. So uh, he was just kind of like, oh, that would be really cool. You know, like, let me talk to the other guys. I came to a practice and, you know, learned some of the songs. And then after about a month or two of practicing with them, they asked me if I wanted to be in the band. And then we started kind of ramping up and uh, playing quite a few shows. And uh, Zach, the bass player singer, um, was he never he didn't like to spend time away from home. So yeah. we actually did a nine day tour where every day of the tour he found some reason like that we should go back <laughs> to you know to Rockford Roscoe Rockton area. Yeah. So like you know he needed to feed his cat. He needed to work the next day. You know things like that. And we were only playing like uh, you know. Wisconsin, yeah, Iowa. We weren't playing more than two hours away. So, yeah. and he did a really good job at booking a tour so strategically like that. <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. So he did that, uh, and then the next year we had kept playing, and I just met up with Nate for dinner and said, "Hey, you know, I think we could probably do this. Like, you know, try to 
make a run, go for it, and like play a lot of shows. I think we should quit our jobs and tour full time. Yeah, do the band full time. And he agreed, and Elliot and Zach agreed, and we were getting ready to leave for a national tour to start and do this national tour like and two weeks before three weeks before uh we got this pretty long email from zach the singer saying that he just couldn't do it you know he was he was the only member that was married yeah. uh you know he had a career that he didn't really want to leave and uh you know he was planning a family and things like that i mean yeah he's straight up honest with us and there was no hard feelings i mean you know, it just kind of happened that yeah. way. So we had to kind of scramble. Uh, we didn't know what to do. We didn't have any low end in our uh, programming because the moment, as you know it, had two guitar players, right. a singer, and a drummer. So the low end was always programmed in. So for a few months and for that tour, I was playing uh, bass okay. and singing. So I switched over to singing and kind of had to learn all the lyrics and some what are the bass parts and things like that. Uh, pretty quickly, the tour went as good as a tour goes, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, you nobody, we didn't know what to do. Right, so, no, no. You know, we were babes. So, <laughs> uh, so we didn't get to do the whole national tour thing. We made it out to California, and it was just show after show just kept falling through. Yeah. And uh, so we actually, you know, made, we are just like, well, we need to think of this as a business. So if we're going to try to do this for a job, right. we need to, you know. Uh, so we drove back straight from San Luis Obispo, California. Yeah, the slow. Yeah, so, so we, we drove back from there. Uh, and then a couple months later, we... Uh, got a guitarist uh, who was an old guitarist from the band The Braves, and he was also in God's Reflex uh, named Phil Goodrow. And uh, Phil just uh, Phil uh, fit in the spot so yeah. well, and uh, was just you know he had charisma, and just was was very active while we played and stuff like that. Jumped around and yeah. things like that, and just you know what you want. We we wanted to be a show. Yeah, want to just be like we wanted to be a live band. Mm -hmm. You know, like the recording always is you know important, but you know that's what somebody's gonna buy, but we wanted people to come and see us and enjoy what we were doing. So yeah. we did that. And then, uh, we toured and toured and toured. And, uh, we did some tours where it was just Elliot and myself, even though Nate and Phil were still in the band. Yeah. They're school teachers. So That's they couldn't, right. uh, couldn't, uh, cause after a while, Nate and Phil, uh, well, 
Nate wanted to go back to teaching full time. Phil was kind of back and forth subbing and yeah. things like that. And uh, so they made it. Uh, so Elliot and I went and did some tours, and then Nate and Phil came on the stuff that they could, and uh, then we went in to start recording kind of demos for our second album. And uh, we were all, you know, kind of drinking a lot and had a, were kind of a little fed up with each other at the same time, too. And I, you know, said something that upset Nate. And, uh, you know, he quit the band in the studio. Damn. So, and, I mean, it was, you know, I'm sure a culmination of many things. Right. But you know, I think it was pretty much me in the end of it. Yeah. So that, you know, I probably said something that you know, disagreed with him. Uh, so then a few weeks later we played at, uh, in Elgin with Dr. Manhattan. Um, it was an old theater. It used to be a one theater movie theater. One theater movie theater. Right on, right by the water. Oh, Clearwater theater. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, side note, that's, I saw what about Bob in that theater? Wow. I was going to say, how did you know that it used to be a movie there? Well, that's how you'd know. Uh, but my, a childhood friend that I had known since I was five years old, his family moved up to uh, oh. Sleepy Hollow. Okay, yeah, and yeah. And so I would spend uh, winters and summer vacations like up there hanging out with them and stuff like that. Yeah. So And we just went and saw What About Bob. That's there. awesome. So, yeah. So and I, I actually bought my first guitar from a pawn shop across the street yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but sorry about that. That's no, a, don't be an, an off ramp. But uh, Phil came and played that show, and it went pretty terribly. Uh, you know, we we got through it, uh, and um, kind of after that, Phil, you know, just said, "Hey, you know, like I just don't think I'm into this anymore." Yeah. So uh, Elliot and I kind of had a talk and decided, well we have all these songs, you know, we have uh, uh, our second album written. Right. Uh, Phil had been doing most of the, the guitar work for it. Uh, Nate had a lot of stuff, but Nate was getting really like to be kind of a pedal smith. So he was like <laughs> using quite a few pedals at yeah. the time. So, and none of us were doing that at the time. So Phil agreed to stay with the band to finish recording the, the album. Yeah. So he played, 80 to 90% of the guitars on that album. I did the other stuff, you know, yeah. filled in and did things like that. During that time, I learned uh, all the new songs on guitar and brushed myself up on the old stuff. Yeah. And that's when I uh, switched over to playing guitar full time. And uh, that's when we got a little spacier and started kind of, you know, smoking a little weed from time to time <laughs> so you know just get the groove and stuff like that and it was still fun and we did that for geez three to four years you know playing and trying to stay on the road trying to be as relevant as we could yeah. uh and uh then i got the opportunity to move out here and uh you know kind of we ne the band never broke up when I left, so I came back and we did play a couple shows. We played uh, one that was called like a reunion show. Was that kind of uh, recently? 
with uh, that was two years ago, and then or excuse me, three years ago, and then two years ago we played at Rockford Art Deli. Yeah, I do remember seeing something about Here, that. Yes, and Brittany Lindgren, like they run the Rockford Art Deli, and they uh, we did that for their one year birthday party. Nice, and got together, and that was really fun. But uh, it was supposed to, we were supposed to be playing outside, but. Uh, the bands were running late that were outside and we were going to be last. So the cops said like, there's no noise after 10 o'clock. So it was a big scramble and all of us got kind of stressed out by it. So it wasn't really a good final right. thing to do. Cause it was just like, Oh man, we had to move really fast and like, you know, just do all this stuff. You, you want to be relaxed. When right. You're yeah. Was that show just you and Elliot, or was it all for you? No, it was all four oh, of us. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, we did, three years ago, we did all four of us, and then two years for the Rockford Art Deli, uh, we did the four of us again, and that show went great. There was nothing wrong with it. It was yeah. just everything was happening, right. and, you know, and poor Jared had to just be like, okay, wait, you know, and just, <laughs> he thinks so quick on his feet, but... Yeah. You know, and luckily we were able to pull everything off because they they have shows inside of their their store. Yeah. So and then, just a few months ago in April, we played our farewell show. Like, yeah. Uh, there was a bar called Kryptonite that used to be in Rockford. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember some about that? And we played there a bunch, and they always treated us really nice. And uh, they were closing in July. And I was going to come back uh, to visit family and say hi to friends in April. So uh, one of the promoters there had got a, gotten a hold of me, uh, Jared, and uh, they call him Fat Jared. But <laughs> yeah, he's just a big dude. Yeah. So, but uh, he got a hold of me, and uh, we booked the show. But I and I sent a text message out to the guys in the band, Nate, Elliot, Phil. Everybody got back to me, and Phil said, "Okay, but this will be it, you yeah. know. Like this will be the last time, because you know, kind of kicking a dead horse." Yeah. Uh, so, because we're not writing anything new, right? So, right. So, uh, I told the guys at Kryptonite, "Hey, this will be it, you know, for us. You know, this will be our last show, you know." Uh, so we did that show. It was great. I'm. It was so much fun. I mean, the turnout was ridiculous yeah, for it. Nice. I think people kind of thought it was the last show any of us were ever going to play ever. <laughs> um, it was like a farewell show. I felt like I had a terminal illness or something like <laughs> they were being but, pushed off on an iceberg into the ocean after this show. <laughs> yeah, like some viking funeral or something. I'd be pushed down the rock river and, and flaming arrows shot at me or something. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I mean, I'd still love to, you know, go back and put together like, you know, a cover set or something like that yeah. or just do something fun with friends. And yeah. it might not be the last time we might all get together and like, hey, you guys want to do a, uh, you know, a Weezer set? Yeah. You can get that Heisel in here and he can, there you, you know. <laughs> so, you know, or some, something yeah. fun like that. So, you know, I always wanted to do like a Tom Petty Foo Fighters nice. set, <laughs> you know, and just something fun. So, yeah. but yeah, so... That's that, and I mean, out here, um, I play with uh, uh, a band called Head Honcho.
and it's way more like uh, Southern California Fat Records type of punk oh, rock. Oh, okay. Like I can get into that. Yeah, and I'm so lucky to be playing with these guys. Like, just they're they're really talented guys, and like just good senses of humor. We're all we're all in the same age group, you know. Yeah. Uh, I turned 40 this year. So. Hey, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, but now it's, uh, this is the first band I've ever been in where I'm the baby. Oh, of, nice. I mean, not that they're like, there's yeah. not like a 60 year old, but <laughs> yeah, like it goes like, I think there's five of us and I think the ages are 40, 41, 42, 43, oh, okay. you know, so yeah, so it's not, and like there, but yeah, we kind of, you know. The guys are really into propaganda and oh, like yeah. strung out, you know. I That's mean, all you everything. Have to say to I, me, man. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, everything that I've been into for for a long time, and uh, you know, I I do a little singing, a little yelling, you know. It's yeah. kind of you know what I'm known for, I sure. guess. I, I sound like a jerk saying it like that, but what do you yeah, mean? Just, it is what you know for it. Your voice is awesome, man. Don't be don't yeah, shy but, away from it. But it's just one of you know. I I'm, I guess I'm just saying I'm I'm not that known. So like <laughs> hey, that. neither am I. I'm on. You know, we're all do, we're all doing what we got to do. But uh. so, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that that band's going great. We get to play with Guttermouth next month. That's so. fucking awesome. I just uh, saw they put out a new song. So whatever oh, they're Guttermouth? doing, yeah, just like today or yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah, Strung Out just put out a new song yesterday too. See, they're all so, coming back. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna, those bands are gonna start taking you guys out, man. Yeah. Oh, I wish. Well, I'm going strung out. Uh, I'm unwritten law, strung out, and Pennywise are playing down the street tomorrow. So nice. I'm going. I mean, I love strung out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah there I got, you go. Where is it? There. Yeah, I see it. I strung out, Adam. Yeah. It's my less than Jake match. So <laughs> strung yeah. out. They there was a thing with like in, in that first band I was in. I remember my buddy Matt and Jim. They both loved strung out. Loved it. And propaganda too, but those bands just like shredding, like SoCal bands, like at that time. Yeah. Um, but no, those strung out. Like I never, I don't know why I never really got into strung out a lot because I love propaganda, and it's like it's not like if you like one, you like the other. But the guitar work yeah. is like that same kind of like vibe, and I feel like I need to revisit strung out because uh, it, it feels like this a kind of band that I would like. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, even their new records, uh, you know, I I had kind of just lost touch with them for a couple of years, and I, you know, within they just put out a new record last year, and I mean, once I got that, and it was just like, wow, I should have, I, mean, I I felt like I missed out on something by, like, missing out on it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, I remember, I, I forget what his name was from Direct Hit that you had. Uh, oh, Nick Woods. You know, Nick, yeah. yeah, they they actually just came through with uh, Paris the other week. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, they were great too. So, oh, you uh, saw that but, show? Cool. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, because I mean, 
they well direct hits great yeah and, yeah and i mean pairs are great too so and it's just uh i remember uh hearing your interview with him mm-hmm. and just how he said like you know like the first time he had heard strung out and i think it was suburban teenage wasteland blues yeah. whereas just like i didn't know music could be played like that right. like so yeah. fast and i mean just yeah, it's just, you know, it's like a commercial for the X Games going on like all the time, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. just so fast. And I remember, yeah, I got one of their, like I saw them uh, on a comp strung out and uh, just I was like, wow, I've heard about these guys. And just the first time I heard uh, them kick in like to the song DeVille, it was just like, whoa, geez, it was just, yeah, I mean, it was all over. It was yeah. just, yeah, great. And like, yeah, it was cool to hear. Uh, him talk about that and just like wow, somebody else. Yeah, that same experience is just yeah. It's it's a neat little uh, glue that binds us all. Yeah, so just that music that the way it gets to you. Yeah, so. on that like I said that like genre that like late '90s Fat Records like all that. Sh- I like as soon as I heard like No Effects and Propaganda, I was like, give me all of it. Like I want to consume all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and No Effects is touring with uh, Pairs coming up soon, nice. so get a chance go out and see them yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I think November or something, because we caught the the last date of the direct hit Pairs tour. Oh, okay, uh, I think that was the last day of that tour, and then they were making their way out. So. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, and actually, the the direct hit, uh, their drummer was. Uh, they had a fill-in drummer, and oh really? Yeah, the and he's the drummer for All American Rejects. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know his name, but uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, because uh, years ago, a, another band I was in played with uh, All American Rejects Motion City soundtrack. Jesus, and uh, and I just remember seeing him, and he just kind of has a unique look. Yeah, and I said to somebody, uh, to a buddy of mine, I said that looks like the drummer from all American rejects. And it's like, that is the drummer from all American wow. rejects. And cause he had just recorded him the day before oh, okay. uh, some friends of mine uh, in Portland do a, uh, a video cast of it's yeah. called bridge city sessions. Okay. Oh, and, I've uh, seen that. I've seen, I've seen episodes of that. Yeah. So, and pairs is going to be on it soon. Direct hit actually recorded some stuff too. So maybe that's what yeah. I saw then. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, and Such Gold was just there the other day, and yeah, they're getting some nice, pretty good bands. So pretty, like they're doing really well for themselves. So yeah, check out Bridge City Sessions. Cool. I'm just pitching commercials. <laughs> at the end of this. Just plug so. plug everyone. I was gonna yeah. ask you, I was gonna ask you to plug yourself, but you can just plug other random things too. Yeah. Well, Head Honcho is the name of yeah the band, and it's headhoncho.bandcamp.com. Sure. And uh, Head Honcho seventy one. For some reason, at uh, Instagram okay. and then on Facebook and all that stuff too, nice. and I'm just PJ Heckinger at Instagram, but nice. it's just pictures of Seattle. If you <laughs> want to see those, that's a good, that's uh, enough reason to follow you. Yeah, I don't have any food pictures or uh, perfect animal pictures or <laughs> pictures of me. So <laughs> yeah, so good man. Yeah, and then you're you're playing a little bit too. Uh, no, man, no, I, I, uh, I had in this room, I had drums set up before and then we had the baby and her room is on the, shares the wall with this room. 
And it just ended oh. up, I was just staring at the kid all the time. And I was like, I just, I don't want to see this just sit and me not play it enough. And so I, I actually sold the kit, got, uh, uh, to a friend's, ba- uh, drummer of a friend's band. And, uh, I think at some point the idea, cause that, that was the acrylic kit and it's just so loud and like heavy yeah. and like, that's like a drum kit. You should be out in the world playing. It's like a, you know, a cool yeah. looking kit. So I think the idea is at some point in the next, you know, year or two to just get like a nice small wood kit, something even from like a tar center or something and just start yeah. playing again. But, uh, but yeah, uh, just mostly just doing the podcast, man. Not, uh, yeah. not doing much well, playing. Manhattan's doing a show soon too at Epic Deli, right? Well, so we're, maybe I, maybe I mislabeled the flyer. So a lot of people are asking, they're just, I'm just going to interview us. Like I'm going to interview the uh, three of them. It says live okay. music because there is. Uh, our friend Grandma, her name is uh, Kayla, but her it's like her nickname. She's playing acoustic before it, so yeah. I think the maybe the notion of like live at Epic Deli, this band, and it also says live music. But I tried to put like live at uh, at Epic Deli uh, on a le- episode of the record podcast. So I don't know, maybe it's still misworded or uh, mislabeled. Yeah. But if it gets maybe more people, members of <laughs> yeah, if it I, gets more well, people there, maybe it'll just have to keep the lie going. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah. Should do Collins or something like that, so we can call and mess with the. Uh, oh with man, if I could figure out how to do that, this I'm so amateur with all this. I would love to do that. I'm gonna do. I, I don't know. if This is the first time I'm doing it, so it's all so hit or miss. Like I'm, I'm saying there's a Q and A, but if no one asks questions, then there's no Q and A. Like it's, it's totally like up for what that. However yeah. many people come and if people come and. Um, Maybe you could plant some people in the. <laughs> audience you know give them give a few you a woman who is not my wife question from you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but either even if there is no questions it's fine like i i mean what's funny is that when i started writing one of the posts for it i think on the dr manhattan page i was just like you know i was just thinking of all the shows we played like all we would do is just not all we would do but i'd say like if you would have asked us the idea of the show we would we were we loved no effects so we would have talked as much as we would have played so I was like, this is almost yeah. kind of the perfect venue for this band. Just we don't have to play at all. We can just talk and just like fucking goof on each other. All right, let's just do that. And yeah. so I mean, it's I'm I'm hoping it's gonna be a good time. And you know, I, I love those guys and they all live in the city and I live in the burbs, so it'll be a good reason to hang out and catch up and Yeah, just, I I see all of them on uh Instagram. I think Yeah. Is it Adam the esophagus? That's Matt. That's his problem. Matt. Yeah. That's Matt. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Why. It's been so many years. That's but, fine. Yeah. They wouldn't be. I mean, Adam is the one that I connected with a yep. little bit more, but Matt. Yeah. So, but yeah, Matt. I've checked out his stuff, and I like. Yeah, he's such an artiste. He's so. he's great, man. His it, yeah. similar to the guys in the moment. Like he was him and Adam. Like when they started, they were just on MTV Music Generator, just like creating these sequences and like. He was always been into making beats and doing that stuff. So like he's as soon as he said he was doing stuff like that, I was like, all right, so this is gonna be awesome. And then sure enough, any anything I've heard is super good. So yeah, um, I've checked out his stuff and it's like, well, oh, that's cool. Like I mean, I'm, I've just let it play and it's like nice to just have yeah have on. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for it, but I'm I'm at some point I want to do ones where like it's not just a whole band where it's like random dudes. And I mean, if you're, if you ever find your way out here and we can line it up, I'd love to, I'd love to do something with you, man. You, we go back yeah. a long ways and, uh, you're, you're, you're our uncle PJ. So you gotta, gotta keep yeah. this, this lovely connection going. I, I'm not sure if you can, but, uh, you can, you used to be able to YouTube uncle PJ and, uh, <laughs> and Nabil it, and aunt Nabil. Yeah. Uh, but it was a <laughs> video of us 
after we played in Carbondale or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and we were singing. Oh, Hinder. Hinder, Lips of an Angel, <laughs> while we were cleaning up from, you know, yep. like rolling our, our yep. sleep bags up from the night. Yep. So, it's yeah. Still out, it's still on there. And there's a video of you and, unfortunately, Nabil, but there's you have us at the Mall of America, and you guys are on uh, escalators going opposite directions, and I think you just high-five and just keep going or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's I love doing that at the Mall of America. Yeah. Yeah, it's always one of those things. Yeah, I I actually wanted to start an Instagram page that, uh, you know, in the city you bump into people a lot. Yeah. So when you kind of do that thing, when you dance with them, yeah. you know, I don't have the nerve to do this, but I would like to like stop that person and then Instagram a conversation <laughs> with them for like, no, we bumped into each other for a reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Reason this happens. So. That's, that'd be, that'd be super interesting. It'd be kind of like humans in New York or something. Like, let me get your story. Like what, what's going on? Oh, is that something that happens? Well, Humans in New York is just like a, it's an Instagram account and a Facebook page where like, I don't know if it's just they walk up to random people, but it's based like a picture of the person and then like their story. And, oh, wow. But, but it's really, the pictures are really nice. And then the story is like, sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's funny. And there's spoof things of it. There's one called Lizards of New York where it takes all the pictures that Humans in New York does and just like does goofy things to like yeah. uh, comments and stuff. But like, uh, but yours would be cool because it'd be on the spot, like you said, like video, just being like, "What's going on in your life? Why do we just meet?" Like that'd be. I mean, I'd I'd watch that. I'd love to see stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> Please I'll, do. I'll plug that maybe. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look out for the future for an Instagram account that is going to be uh, interviewing strangers. Yeah. Why do we bump? At why do we bump into each other? So. <laughs> That'll be gobbled up right away. I mean, so. I'll, I'll 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 promote it. I'll uh, yeah, I'll do whatever you. I can yeah. for it. <laughs> well, yeah. Awesome, man! I'm glad this worked out. Like mo- most of the ones I've been doing lately, I'm when I have a free time to do it, I'm just like randomly hitting up people that I have thought of already wanting to do this. So I'm glad I'm glad this happened sooner rather than later, man. I'm, yeah, no. I love that I you're still that you're Thank still doing music. That you're out in Seattle and you're just fucking just keeping it going, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, wheels. <laughs> And the sky keep on turning. So. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, I even it's stumbled. It's a perfect it. way to end. Perfect way yeah. to end it. Well, I, I hope everything goes well with Head Honcho and the job and everything, man. Your life out there, and I can't wait to to play some of that and just promote what you're doing. And just hope you keep doing good shit, man. I've always been a fan of yours, so I'm, I'm thank, glad you're still doing thank it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, yeah, cool, man. Well, yeah, I will. Uh, Talk to you soon. Yeah. Congratulations on the baby oh, and thank the you, man. wife, everything like that, too. Sounds thank great. You. Appreciate it. Take care yeah, of yourself. Podcast, too. Oh, so. thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy listening to it. Awesome. Week, week out. So. Thank you, man. Yeah, even the short ones. I like those, too. <laughs> I always wonder. I'm like, do people even listen to these? Like, it's, it's, this whole thing is such a, such a me figuring it out kind of thing. But like, the fact that you said I, that, I know you're listening, then that, that's awesome. As, as a, Avid podcast listener, continuity is what I appreciate. Yeah. So if I, if I, if it comes out every week, then I listen to it okay. every week. So that's you know it's I, I lose the people that just disappear for two months. That's so. true. That's why I'm trying to keep it going every week, even if it's nothing. Like I'll just talk for a little bit. But yeah, it's just say hi to your uncle PJ. <laughs> Give him a five minute podcast. Hey, we can do that too, man. Check yeah. out Uncle PJ. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, all right, all man. Right, take care cool. of yourself. Yeah, good to see you. I'll take send, it easy. I'll send you some snow in the mail. 
All right. <laughs> All right, Thanks. buddy. See ya. See ya. Bye.